0: Three, two.
1: Exactly what i'm getting to thank you for that awkward segue ladies and gentlemen i'm glad you're here i hope we found you well we have a great show for you today and i cannot wait for Garthon to tell you about it
0: i don't know it sounds like you want to talk about it right nope this is called like back I'm and, and forth
1: you are you're you removing my back and forth banter play stop it
0: <laughs> all right in this exciting episode of the legion of mystery live stream we're going over here he the dogs to the dog with shadow run critters sounds pretty exciting and at Garthas Comic I got three big books that happened this week. Uh, soup Spidey, and Avengers. Uh, some interesting books, I think, this week. Some stuff happening going on in the comic world. And uh more happens the comic book world is the movies nowadays. Even, That's uh, true. Yeah. All the movies coming out, not all of them, but a very large majority nowadays seem to be based on comic books. True.
1: And then in the RNG... I'm going to completely ruin Iron Fist for everyone who hasn't watched it yet, so look forward to that.
0: Oh, I am looking forward to that because I haven't watched it yet. I, What have I done? I watched Logan was Changed last week. The... I didn't watch it this week. Yes. Uh, no. I was going to watch King Kong, but I had to work, so I didn't do that. I can't think of anything exciting that I've done. I read comic books and played video games, but I enjoyed doing that.
1: Good. It worked. Dude, not good.
0: Well, you know, that's how what about you? What do you got? What do you got?
1: What do I got? What I do this week?
0: Yeah, what did you do this week?
1: Well, I I binge watched uh, um, Iron Fist.
0: The whole Day series out. is out on Netflix right now, right? Or the whole first season?
1: Yeah, I watched it all. Yep. Ate it all up. Yum, yum. And, uh, well, dog went to the vet. Told you about that. Yeah, um,
0: that's, that's a sad event.
1: Yeah, it was $400 later. He feels, she feels better. I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, got me right in the wallet.
1: Ugh. Yep. Oh, got me in the wallet. Dead shot. All right, everyone. Well, but, uh, Other than other than that, no.
0: Well, there are some more exciting things happening. Uh, but first, before we go into all that, let's talk about our disclaimer so everyone can be safe. The opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual commentator and are not representative of the entire vast, powerful, and all-encompassing Legion of Myth organization. Hail Legion. While we make an effort <laughs> to make a, a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional accidental use of foul or offensive language. Thank you for understanding and continued viewership. That's right, Legion of Myth, avoiding cheap pops by cursing and shouting Nazi slogans since 2001. Wow, it's a record. It is. Well, you know, ah, you know, I go when I look at other channels on, you know, people doing stuff. And there is this huge market of people going out there. It's like, watch me play this video game while I curse and yell about the Jews. It's like, wow, I can't believe there's actually a market for that. No, no, I'm just kidding when I yell about the Jews. Yeah, yeah, sure you are. Um, sure. Yeah, no,
1: one, no one believes that.
0: That's not funny. I don't understand. Well, or, like you know, I guess 16 year olds think it's funny.
1: Yeah. Or uh, have so little clothing on that you can really not call it clothing anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's a couple of channels where it's like watch me play video games and the guy really sucks but his just super hot girlfriend is behind him in a bra the whole time. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. Anyway, you can check out our website, at or com. On YouTube we have hundreds of hours of gameplay videos which you can learn from. Benefit from our experience. Benefit yourself or lack thereof. Or lack thereof. Well, some of them are just highly entertaining. Um Like, let's say you wanted to play Shadowrun, but you were too busy, you could watch Heathen Dog play it and just love, endure, not endure, but enjoy the journey that Falcon Punch goes on, and laugh and cry along with him. Yep. It was Uh, beautiful. beautiful. That's at YouTube.com, Legion of Myth. Uh, Twitch, check out our streams. Twitch.com slash Legion of Myth. We have lots of streams. I know Heathen Dog streams twice a week. Max Leo streams two to three times a week. Noro streams once a week with her, uh, Artie Party and World of Tanks. And even I stream, uh, other than this, one other time a week on Sunday nights. So check us out. Lots to do. Lots of fun. Ah, and uh, war 66 says, And always during Max's streams, you could watch him blow up. That's always great especially at Mech Warrior, where he blows up a lot. I, don't, I think he blows up more people than he gets blown up, though. Uh,
1: lately, that has not been the case. Lately, he has been surprisingly one-shotted several times, just out of nowhere. Boom. What, how did I die? He cored me in three shots. What was that?
0: Yeah, I've had a lot. They, they changed something like a month or two ago, and after running around in a light, especially if you have an XL engine, one good shot to the back and you're done. Didn't used to be that bad. Yeah, not it, that bad
1: I know. It's it, it's it's like now uh you, you can get the right the right set of weapons, the, the right the right payload, and now you're the Death Star.
0: Yeah, it used to be I'd, you know, throw at two AC twenties and shoot lights in the back and they'd be like, whatever dude and keep walking. Now you do that and they they explode. Which is nice if you're an assault and bad if you're a light. Yep. Uh Baldur, oh no, he gets far more deaths than kills, and it's wonderful. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Uh, It is always entertaining. One of the greatest things about watching Max Leo blow up is not that he's in a firing wreck. It's that he gets to look at his own flaming wreckage and comment upon it and say why he died. Sometimes it's, I understand why I died. And sometimes it's, curse the gods, this isn't right. But for more of uh, LOM action, you check out our Facebook page. Uh, You can also check us out on Messenger. Uh, we'll be welcome constructive comments and, and suggestions. Also on Twitter at Myth, tweet at us. We will tweet back at you, and we'll have a tweeting party. Yo. I think Twitter's kind of losing some steam, though. I've read that it's actually kind of like losing money, going kind of going down. That's what
1: you said last week, Yo. bam. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's what I keep oh, reading. All right. Twitter's okay. I mean, it's you know, it's not my preferred method of communication, but I think there's some neat stuff there. It's nice for quick. Like hey, check this out. Check this out, yo. Twitter, yo. But anything a little more in depth than that, you know, it's I don't. It's not worth it.
1: When, whenever you say yo, I just picture a uh, quote-unquote street uh, anthropomorphic dog in a commercial in the 90s.
0: As in your Carol Taco Bell, or as in like Poochie D from The Simpsons.
1: Poochie D, there you go.
0: I'm Poochie D, and I rock the telly. All right, but let's get going with this. Let's actually talk about something un-Poochie D related, but yet somewhat kind of, because we're going to talk about He the Dog shadowrun Extravaganza of Excitement, based on first and second notion rules, where we're talking about Run Critters, of which Poochie D is not one.
1: No, but he really should be. I mean, he is kind of magic. He's he a talking magic. dog.
0: He's a skateboarding dog.
1: Yeah. All right. Hello, everyone. Thank, thank you for joining me today. Uh, we're going to talk about Critters in the... Awakened world. Now, uh, crit critter is is the word for an awakened creature. It's the slang word. It's not the real word. The real thing is awakened creature. But uh, the just like uh, when when people uh, goblinized, uh, the they, the magic got to a certain level and then the uh, they spontaneously became other, other races, a, a troll, a, an orc, a, an elf, a dwarf. And then, and then sometimes a perfectly normal human will give birth to an elf or a troll or a dwarf, or whatever. The same thing ha- is happening in the animal world. They call it magically induced genetic expression. But uh, what happens is like uh, when, when all the people goblinized and turned into elves and orcs and trolls and whatnot, uh, it happened in the animal world as well. You know, uh, a uh, a lizard spontaneously became a basilisk. You know, a horse spontaneously became a unicorn, and then now normal horses sometimes give birth to unicorns. Which and unicorns,
0: sweet, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, no, probably not for the mom. There's a normal horse body, not made to pass a giant unicorn horn. Well, I, I, I see their
0: baby's not that big, but what do I know? Well,
1: yeah, I don't know either. I don't know. I hope so. But anyway, yeah. So that that's why this is happening. It's not happening. To just people, animals too. Now, to give you an idea of what some of these animals are, we'll look at the harpy. Look at this. Look at this beautiful bat thing. Awful little screechy, demonic, straight from nightmare fuel.
0: I picture, usually think of harpies as more female-like.
1: Well, maybe you can. That call Depends
0: that, on the myth, I suppose. Uh,
1: maybe that's a female. I don't know. I mean, uh, obviously we have the we have the comic code co- hair covering for the breasts, so could be female on there. I don't know. I
0: don't know. In the first edition D&D Monster Manual, there wasn't no coverings. Yeah. Tell you what.
1: No, there wasn't no coverings. You're right. Uh, let's, let's go to the next one. This, this one's pretty cool. This one's a Western Dragon. Now, uh, scholars at first called these common dragons because they were the most commonly found. Well, since dragons are dragons and... They don't they want to don't... be called common. No, they don't want to be called common. So this one's a Western Dragon. Uh, uh, hyper-intelligent. Uh, extremely old. Uh, you you don't get to be a great dragon until you're a thousand years old, so there's a handful of great dragons. But an, an adult dragon is anywhere from something like two hundred to thousand.
0: Wait a minute! Years old. If all these animals are like goblinizing into magical animals, how do you get to be a thousand year old dragon? You don't magically ah. change it to a thousand year old dragon.
1: Oh, no, no, they have they have lore for that. Uh, you know how dragons constantly sleep on sure. piles on piles of gold. I mean, there's stories everywhere about it. Right. What happens is when, uh, when the magical level starts dropping to the point where they can no longer exist, they actually go into a coma, a, uh, an induced slumber, to where they no longer need high levels of magic to exist. Makes sense. And then they wait it out. And when magic gets sufficient level again, they wake
0: up. So before the, uh, this had happened and magic started rising, they were just uh, hanging out below the earth in volcanoes right. and stuff, like Voltron's lions. Sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you could have a they could have a lair anywhere, really, but underground is usually best because you know spirits can't can't get through natural earth, so it, it makes it much more secure. And our last one is is a fun one. the The Wendigo, or or if you're a snob, Wendigo. Now the who this who pronounces
0: is uh, it? Wendigo.
1: Uh, that's how it's actually pronounced. It sucks. I hate it.
0: That sounds like an insult to Italians.
1: It's true, but. You know, the uh, a, a Wendigo is a, a historically a person who, like like a werewolf or whatever, uh, uh, transformed into the the Wendigo because of uh, cannibalistic uh, tendencies. They actually, you know, ate the ate the flesh of the person, then they were cursed to be a Wendigo.
0: Had a cousin like that.
1: Ate the flesh of a person and became a giant hairy monster.
0: Well, no, it was meth, but same thing. Oh, okay. All
1: right, well, that's fair. Okay, now powers of these guys. Okay. Now, some of these, some of these, uh, some of these uh, awakened critters are just bigger and weirder examples of their parent species, but others actually develop magical abilities. Now, they're, they can't cast spells because they're still animals. I mean, most of them are animal intelligent, but uh, they have their their magic is funneled in ways that uh, that is uh, true to their legend, like a, a basilisk. You know, although hang on. I'm, I'm not going to get through uh, all the lists because there's dozens and dozens of powers, but we're, I'm going to go through a couple. So you can have have an idea of what's going on. Okay, the, the first one I'm going to is petrifying gaze, and no, it's not turning to stone. A, a basilisk, basilisk has this ability, and in D and D and in lore, they look at you and you turn to stone, like Medusa. <laughs> You're stone. No, no, you just can't move. You've lost all ability to control there a your body.
0: calcify spell.
1: There is a spell that uh, that, that, that that can turn you into the equivalent of stone but yeah, it doesn't last it pulls forever
0: the calcium from your bones and covers you something with like, it, something it that.
1: like that i don't stone. know i don't know i don't know the mechanics behind it but yeah you, you do basically turn a stone but it's not a permanent thing i mean you can make it permanent by doing other blue haha in, in the background but someone going on break the spell pretty easy and boom that guy's fine it's usually more no this is better than handcuffs type trick Right. No. right. now the uh the the, the basilists look at you and if you catch its eye you're both looking at each other in the eye. Not, not, not only is that a party foul, but you have to roll uh, instantly if if it wants to stop your movement, and then you're done. It, it can hold several people like this at one time, so your whole party could could go down like this. And then he'll keep you he'll keep you uh, frozen uh, while he's eating your buddies.
0: Well, that's unfortunate.
1: Yes, unfortunate for you and your buddies. And then there's a power accident, usually found in spirits, but some animals have it too. Now, what what this does is a uh, the the uh the uh, critter can make you have an accident that seems absolutely normal you know just bad luck like you're you're uh you're 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 climbing a a rock a rock face and you grab onto a handhold that looks completely solid it gives way it sounds completely normal it was actually magically induced by the accident power
0: that sounds like a fairy power
1: yeah yeah yeah, I mean, the, historically, fairies played tricks and stuff like that on people, and this is one of them. They have the accident power. And then there's the enhanced physical attributes. This one uh, is basically pretty straightforward. I mean, yeah, it 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 looks like the thing. Maybe maybe the thing it came from. Maybe a little bigger, maybe a different color, but it is super fast or super strong or super tough. You know, one of its physical attributes is enhanced to the point to make it almost absolutely ridiculous. All right, makes sense. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, now everyone's talking about, well, what about other, what about other stuff like vampires and ghouls and stuff? We have those. Yeah, we got those. Yeah, we got those. Now the uh, vampires and ghouls are special because they are not a race in themselves. Vampirism and ghoulism, I guess, is a, is a virally uh, transmitted disease of which there is no cure. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, some, Do they some, call it
0: re- like porphyric anemia or something.
1: I don't know what that. I forget. No, it's a huge, huge long thing. They the acronym it up to HV, something like that. But uh, I, I forget the actual name of it right now. But um, you get infected by, by either a vampire or a ghoul, and uh, then you turn into either a vampire or a ghoul. Now, uh, vampires have, have powers, they have lots of them. They have enhanced. Oh, yeah. I mean,
0: yeah. You're going to be an undead vampire. You got to have powers other than sparkling and to make. Oh it yeah, yeah.
1: Oh no, there's no sparkling shit. Um, stuff here. Sorry, there's no sparkling stuff here. You have enhanced physical attribute strength. You have uh, uh physical guard, which which uh, which gives you uh, gives you uh, uh automatic armor. You have turn to mist. Um, you have uh, um, a mesmerizing gaze. You have essence drain. Um. Uh, a couple other powers I'm not I'm not remembering right now, but you also have some drawbacks. I mean, uh, critters that have like one power usually have no drawbacks. Maybe maybe two, but the more powers you get, the more likely you're about you're going to get drawbacks. Obviously, the, the vampire drawbacks is they're highly allergic to sunlight. They have essence loss, which means they they lose the essence every day. And remember from my, my from my last uh, uh, magical thing, essence is life. If you get to zero essence, you die. Same same thing with these guys. So they have to keep refilling essence by stealing it from us. And the only yeah, and the and the, the way they steal essence is to draw blood and then get get your blood in their body, it creates a magical pathway be- between the two and you can draw the life force from your victim into yourself.
0: That makes sense? Yeah.
1: So and ghouls, ghouls. uh this one. This is just sad. I mean, at, at, at least with uh, with vampires, you also, you know, you get to keep your intelligence. You know, you get to basically keep how you look. You will get a little pale now because you're not in the sunlight at all, but not supernaturally pale. Just like, damn man, you spend too time, too much time in your basement. But uh, ghouls get 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 the just a fuzzy end of a lollipop. I mean, they get infected. They uh their their limbs start to lengthen. Their their eyesight. Starts going, they, uh, they they start craving raw food, and then finally you have to eat dead people. You can't see it all, or barely at all. You have to eat dead people, and 90% of the time you lose 90% of your intellect. I mean, it is a crap show. It is awful.
0: That's nice. You've become like the, uh, the crack hoe of the undead world.
1: Yeah, yeah, the lowest rung of the, of the, of the, of the I was a guy once ladder. <laughs> just a, just a, all all the crap that rolls downhill hits you all of it
0: well if you've let yourself go to that point obviously you kind of had it coming i suppose well it's not letting
1: you get to that point i mean you got scratched by a ghoul and you failed your your body test and you're infected buddy good job you got uh it's it's like three or four stages you got until stage three you know to be able to to uh accurately uh do a crossword after that <laughs> You'd be lucky to be able to put pants on. Most of them don't have pants because they can't put pants on.
0: Do they have Kamato crew S- shreds suck. at least?
1: Yes, they have they have they have shreds. I mean they, they also can't take pants off. So you know, so it you know, all digging in the yeah, you know, brains. Yeah. <laughs> no, they actually don't don't eat brains so much as just flesh of dead people. That doesn't care what kind of people. Human people, troll people, but it's gotta be people.
0: It can't now, be a cow, it has to be people.
1: No, it has to be people. Has to when you're stage four, you're full ghoul. It's just people.
0: What if it was soilent green? Because that is people.
1: Uh they didn't have it in the game, but I imagine that it's too processed.
0: Ah, that could be it. it has to be all natural yeah. people.
1: Exactly, all natural peeps. That's what you got to do here. Peeps. Yep, there you go. <laughs> and uh, let's see. There are there are some more.
0: Here, I'll just open the book. That's our last slide. You're opening the book. Yeah. Why? Uh,
1: there's cockatrice, uh, ghosts. I don't know why they're listed on a critters because they're dead.
0: Well, like, are are ghouls dead?
1: No, no, are ghouls are alive. Dead? They're just there's Vampires so, so, are not dead.
0: So they're not undead in this game. They're no, they're not.
1: They're they're diseased and they 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 slowly die unless they feast upon the life force of other people, and that seems really magical. So they just figured that they were undead. They're stuck in a they just, state.
0: They just have a condition.
1: Them. Yeah, they have, they have a condition. It's a really bad one that makes them not popular. But, you know, well, that's real just... realness of
0: vampires arose from when people would bury other people they thought were dead, but in fact were, like, in a coma or just stunned. And then when they dug their butts out of their graves because they wanted to live, they were like, ah, undead! You know. Yeah, pretty much, yeah.
1: Now, for a, a slide, I did not I did not put in because I, I'm stupid and I forgot. Um, the uh, the the attributes of these uh, of these critters um, is based on the thing they came from, and then added added to or taken from how the magic changed them. Unless you're a ghoul or a vampire, then it's based on your stats that you had when you were not a vampire, altered with you know altered by the the magic of the of the virus that. That screwed you over. So let, let let's say you're a you were an Olympic level bodybuilder. You had a you had the highest, highest possible strength that you can get naturally in the game. And then you get turned into a vampire. Well, now you're you have the you have the enhanced physical attribute strength, and the the enhanced physical attribute strength the way the way it works for vampires is it's your you add your essence rating into your strength rating, and a vampire can store up to twelve essence in his body. So if you're a human, you're, and this is first, second edition, and, and your max status six, well, if you're a vampire who's fed on three or four people, you've maxed out your, your strength for that day. You maxed out your essence for that day. You have an 18 strength. That's crazy. You basically lift a car with that.
0: Which is all vampiric and stuff.
1: Yes. would well, look, a very vampiric, throwing people through walls and stuff is very, very, you know, on the nose for, for vampire strength, you know, stuff like that. It happens. I mean, uh, you know they get they get they get all the bonuses and social and social crap going on to them, but you know there are, there are there are benefits. I mean, I actually played in a game once in uh, in high school where someone was like, "No man, I want to play a vampire." It's like, "Man, are you serious?" Yeah, I mean, we we shadow run at night anyway. You don't sneak around corporations in the day; they got all the security there. No, you sneak around at night. <laughs> you don't steal stuff in broad daylight. No, you do it at night. We're fine. Like, all right. Well, he found out that is a little more complicated than that. Because when when people find out you're a vampire, they have the tendency to shoot you or run away. Sometimes shooting you while they run away.
0: So are vampires still effectively immortal?
1: Uh, they they are immune to age. So they, they, have, they could yeah. possibly
0: outlive the stink of the Twilight movies.
1: Yes, yes, they they they, they can live through a, through another cycle.
0: People forget wow. the whole sparkle vampire yeah, thing. People even happens.
1: forget those sparkle vampires. Exactly right. You know they they, they have the ability to live. To, to the next trend and then go phew done thank goodness
0: Glad that's over
1: yeah
0: it's just so sad how that stupid book series destroyed vampires
1: I know i know it was it it's a thing I don't like to talk about
0: it uh, you could say the Anne rice books you could claim were like the beginning of you know yeah, yeah, the yeah,
1: end. yeah. but there, there was there was a lot more uh darkness you know yeah. i mean
0: but that, yeah that yeah history to it like trying to bring like cohesive reasons behind everything and stuff and there were some fun books in that. And then, you know, someone took that and just made it really bad. Really, really, really bad. Yep. Yes, they did. And people bought it.
1: And it's sad. But uh, that's uh, that's pretty much it for the, for the segment. I mean, I'm sorry it's so short, but uh, I really thought Rick was going to be here again. And he was going to have, you know, two weeks worth of stuff to talk about, but that didn't happen.
0: That is unfortunate. but That's okay. We're gonna keep rolling on. We miss Rick. We wish him well in his endeavors, and I'm sure he'll be back someday soon.
1: And he really didn't fall off a cliff and die. I I, I said that because I was angry at him. And because,
0: he wasn't you know, sure. He thought it actually was possible that he fell off a cliff because there are lots of cliffs yeah. in Wyoming. There are. There are. Well, wait, no, they're not. Stuff. Oh yeah, there are. Yeah, yeah quite quite easy. a bit. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's not oh. a lot of oceans, so you can't go surfing. No. But nope. You know. nope. Mountains, too. Lots of them. Yeah, you know, and uh, that is actually where the uh, giant volcano under America is that uh, is due to explode any uh, decade now. And when it does, uh, you can kiss uh, half the United States goodbye.
1: Yep. I, I'm in the half that will live, but be covered in, what was it, eight inches of soot in the first year?
0: Uh, I think tidal waves will take out raw
1: Yep, you're right. Yes, they will.
0: Yep, pretty sweet.
1: Looking See, I'm, I'm in the am in the the eastern portion of the Midwest, so I'm I'm tidal wave proof, and I'm I'm uh, I'm exploding volcano and Yellowstone proof, but um, I'm not gonna be able to grow anything because of all the ash and stuff.
0: I was in Washington State when Mount St. Helens blew up. I was, I remember all yeah. the inches God, we had like three inches of ash where I was. Everyone's lawn died, couldn't drive to work.
1: Well, yeah, nope, car sees up.
0: I remember making little uh, ash volcanoes in my front yard out of all the ash that was there. Very smooth. That
1: stuff. is a health hazard.
0: I had a mask.
1: Okay, I don't want—I don't want to count the number of carcinogens that were in that, but all right.
0: <laughs> Whatever. This Dude. was the '80s,
1: man. The you 80s. didn't and care about all, carcinogens.
0: It was all natural. That was from the earth. It was good for me.
1: Yep. Except if it got in your lungs, eyes, or under your skin.
0: Except if you actually touched it, which case it might kill you. Yeah. Oh wait, I was touching it a lot.
1: A lot. Super lot. <laughs> uh,
0: Alright, well thank you very much for your uh, super exciting look at the Critters of Shadow and how the magic works with them. It's actually an interesting look. Something actually gets overlooked a lot of times in these kind of games. So I appreciate you going over it. And as always, thank if you. you want more of Heathen Dog, and I know you do, you could check out his weekly live streams. Please tell us about those Heathen Dog.
1: Okay, Mondays and Thursdays at uh, was it uh, eleven central? Uh, I will play Star Trek Online, Buck Fats McCool, Admiral Buck Fats McCool. Now, Ooh. I'll thank you very much. Where uh, I play from level one to level sixty, which is current max, without spending a dime, and and, and get a thoroughly enjoying uh, in- enjoyment out of the whole thing. And it's true, you, and can, you can do it. You also
0: get enjoyment from watching him without spending a dime.
1: Yes, you can. It's great. It's good stuff. Plus, uh, I, I have my ladies. Um, you, you really should watch the whole thing because there is also a storyline. Uh, Buck Fats McCool um, started out, he wanted, to, he wanted to get his name in, in Starfleet. He wanted to make a mark, and the best way to make a mark is to kill bad guys. So that's what he wanted to do. And then his Vulcan science officer went a little nutters and started uh, mind-melding the bridge crew. And it, from then, it, it got weird. And I love you. I'd love for you to see it.
0: You should see it. It actually is highly entertaining. I love it. All right. And uh, let's see. We got the live stream. And as always, thanks for watching. If you liked what you're hearing so far, go ahead and like Please Don't subscribe Please Don't Myth. Let us know what you're thinking. Any suggestions? And as always, thank you very much. But we're going to keep rolling. Rolling on to the next event. Yes, Garthon's comic poll! Where Garthon talks about three comic books he got this week. Got a lot of books this week, actually. Had to pare it down to three. But, uh... These are a good three to talk about. I'm not reviewing USA Avengers as part of the comic poll, but I want to say it was absolutely awesome this week, and, uh, if you like comic books, you should read it. But, I have three of the books I want to talk about. First up, is the amazing Spider-Man number 25. The Osborn identity begins here. Get it? Osborn oh identity? Yeah, Osborne. yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I get he's it. born. But, and he's standing on a big pile of guns. Uh, this, of course, comes with the standard comic book warning. This scene on the cover does not actually appear anywhere within the comic book. Uh, when,
1: when did that start happening?
0: Oh, no, that's pretty standard. You should always assume... Whenever you look at the cover of a comic book, never, ever assume that happens in the book. If it actually does happen in the book, you should be incredibly surprised.
1: Yes, yes, because you've time-traveled back to to when comics didn't lie to you.
0: Actually, it's actually been that way since uh, the beginning, actually. What? No,
1: I mean, that particular panel never appeared, but that situation did.
0: No, there's actually been, like, since the, the Golden Age, they did that a lot. Like, oh no, there's a gorilla robbing at the jewelry store, and that never actually appears in the book. Lame. Yeah, it's a standard comic thing. They bait and switch is strong with the comic book industry. But, um, also, you see, like, on the cover, you see Norman Osborn, aka the Green Goblin, with lots of guns and not the Green Goblin. Um, or Google alternative cover controversy. Yes, Azure Worm. Um, he doesn't actually look like that in the comic book because throughout the storyline he like his face got all goblinized and he looks all weird and ugly but then in the comic book he gets plastic surgery and he still doesn't look like that so they only put him like that because people who haven't read the comic books in a while will recognize that as Norman Osborn so it's just crazy crazy, I tell you um, this book is big, I don't know why they decided number 25 is the time to go balls out but they went full out with this book. It is the thickest. You cannot get any thicker than this book without turning to a trade paperback. Wow. And they charge double, actually more than double normal comic price for this book. Because it's more than double thickness. It is huge. Is it worth the money? I'm going to say no. Um, there's a very long main story in it. And then there's a whole bunch of sub-stories in it. Uh, one of which covers what happened to Dr. Octopus after the whole weird clone thing. Which is cool. I like Dr. Octopus. But he's become the superior octopus. Of course. Um, there's a very long story with Spider-Man going af- obsessively going after the Green Goblin, Norman Osborn. I've never seen Spidey obsessed like this, and I don't like it. This is a very serious-toned book. And that's not right for Spider-Man. They even mention in the book, like he's teamed up with the the new tarantula. And they're like, I heard from the old tarantula that Spider-Man used to tell lots of jokes and was fun. What's going on? And Mockingbird's like, yeah, he's a little focused right now. You know, Mockingbird has to you – because know, Mockingbird is his S.H.I.E.L.D. liaison because he works with S.H.I.E.L.D. a lot now. Because sure. he's an international playboy millionaire uh, investigator superhero now. Sure, okay. Sure, whatever. And he's just insanely Batman-obsessed with taking down the Joker, I mean Green Goblin. And it doesn't wear well. It's boring to read. They actually are doing some nice relationship stuff with him. Like, actually, he starts kind of, like, talk with Mockingbird a lot. He's been with Mockingbird for quite a while now. And they, you've seen their relationship building. It kind of, like, hints at, hey, maybe we should... Uh, like, start, you know...
1: Take a trip to Bone Town.
0: Yeah, yeah. go... Well, not as such. But he starts trying to hint at, hey, maybe we should go out or something. And then, of course, his Aunt May, which he didn't know for some reason, was in the seat behind him in first class of the airplane. I guess he didn't look in the seats behind him when he got on the plane. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. But yeah, that's awkward. And his Aunt May is like, oh, if that's how you ask out women, no wonder I don't have any grandchildren yet, you know.
1: And what is she doing in first class? She's historically poor.
0: Oh, no, because Peter Parker's super rich.
1: Oh, that's right. So, yeah, that whole trickle-down economy worked yeah, out yeah. pretty well for
0: her. Yeah, and even though her latest husband just died in the whole clone conspiracy stuff, she's, you know, doing okay. She's, you know, fine. She's not wearing black or mourning or anything.
1: Well, think about it. I mean, the love of her life died. This 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 other guy was a placeholder.
0: The I love mean, of her life died 40 years ago. I think she yeah. should be over it by now.
1: She, Everyone else is just a placeholder, man. That's how it works. That's that's soulmates, baby. That's how it works.
0: I guess so anyway but yeah I, there's just so much wrong with this book it's so much i would like to like oh, i didn't even mention the vitals because i got so upset the amazing spider-man number 25 from marvel comics is written by jacob chabot james asmus chris Gate, and dan slot because all the different stories the main, sl- main story is dan slot um Art, uh, I think, it is Christopher Gage for the main story Giuseppe Caminocchi. Oh, no, Giuseppe Caminoche does the main story. There's also Christopher Gage and Ray Anthony Hyde doing other stories. Uh, this covers Alex Ross because he is an incredible artist. Um, on that note, this is kind of an aside. On Facebook, Alex Ross has been posting stuff that's like, this is how I drew when I do, like, posting stuff from when he was 12 and stuff he just completed. So you can see, like, how much he, you know, it's kind of like one of those, like, this is what I did as a kid, you know. If you stick to your dreams, you could achieve them. Blah, blah, blah. I look at his art from 12 and, like, I know adults who can't draw that well. You know, you can say, oh, I was only 12. Like, yeah, that's actually better than some professional artist right now.
1: Yeah, like, that that's a 12-year-old with amazing talent. Yeah, when I was 12, I didn't have amazing talent.
0: Yeah, it's like, that's, that's a 12-year-old art prodigy, okay? I, it's not as good as now by a long shot, but it's still, like, in high school I struggled to do half that good. You know, there's plenty of, uh, you know, weeaboo... Uh, fan art on the internet that's not even close to that good as when he was twelve. And so anyway, that's an aside. But because yeah, different. he he
1: yeah he, he wanted to make everyone feel better. It really just made everybody feel worse.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Like the, uh, look how I improves. Like your your before is better than my after. But anywho, back to this book. Um, kind of a train wreck of a book. The the plots. The pacing is kind of weird because it's so singly obsessed with I will track down Norman Osborne who is now a weapons dealer because he was going to some other name. And I know who it is. Why is Norman Osborne a weapons dealer? I guess he has some other plan or something? I don't know. It just doesn't make any dang sense. It makes less sense than when Norman Osborne became the Iron Patriot because he shot a scroll in the head and all of a sudden was the world's hero, which still doesn't make sense. Um... The pacing is weird. The plot doesn't make much sense. The weird, depressing obsessions of Peter Parker aren't making any sense. In the main, and that's just the main story of the book, which is most of the book. The the shining light at the end of this story is the reintroduction of Silver Sable, who I always loved as a character. Um, I actually own every issue of Silver Sable in the Wild Pack. There's not that many issues, and it's not a good series. But Silver Sable has always been a really cool character. Um... Leaves me the comment, like, aren't you dead? And she doesn't address how she's not dead, but she's like, ah, you just cost me killing Norman Osborn. Gar. Gar. Uh, That's kind of a mess, too. The
1: whole killing thing is a little weird.
0: Well, that's Silver Sable. She's always. Oh, yeah, Silver
1: Sable. Okay, yeah,
0: got it. Silver Sable is. Well, even that's actually a little weird because she has always been a mercenary whose primary job was hunting down. Uh, neo-nazis that was her main thing she hunted down nazis her father hunted down actual nazis she hunted down their descendants or new nazis or hydra agents that was her thing
1: yeah Uh, she's going to the family business
0: (laughs) her family business was being er er uh, European aristocracy and killing nazis not a bad gig didn't she really but she died at some point I don't remember and but she's back and she's all silver y and stuff. <sighs> all right, all right, breaks, breaks. How'd she come back? They didn't explain. Super, yep, there you go. She just Hello. shows up in her thermoptic yep. armor, and sure. uh, is trying to stop Spider-Man or something. It, I don't know. Like, if first, like when you first see her, well, you don't really see her because she's all thermoptic. You just know someone who could turn invisible. And she's like blowing up Spider-Man's ride. And you figure there's a reason for that, but it's never really explained. And the next time you see her, she's with a sniper rifle trying to shoot Norman Osborn. And here's the thing, okay. Mockingbird and Spider-Man are traveling by because they know that uh, Norman Osborn is going to be at the Uncle Ben Foundation events in Shanghai. They're like, oh no, we need to get over there. So they're running over there because they're in Shanghai. And Spider-Man's like, oh my gosh, you see that? Something's wrong. See what? That sniper rifle just floating in the air? Someone's wearing... Invisible camouflage! It's like, wait, Silver Sable has is not smart enough to camouflage her damn rifle? Yeah, I know, all right? There's so many things wrong with the book. So many things. So many... The best parts of the story is, the, to me, the, the reveal of Silver Sable, because I just like the character, but I don't like what they're doing with her. And... The very last sub-story in the book, which is like five pages, of Dr. Octopus in his new modified clone body... Um, which is all, like, super buff and stuff, but does not look like Peter Parker. And going back to reclaim one of his old hideouts and finds out that it's full of Hydra agents, so he whoops the living crap out of him, and then finds Arnim Zola there as well, who's like, you know, you don't gotta do this, we could work together. He's like, what the hell do you mean, Zola? He's like, well, hey, hey you, I, I'm doing a DNA scan, you actually are Dr. Octopus, but with some mixed things in there, Very, that's good work there. He's like, yeah, thanks, yeah, I made it myself, yo. They're like, well, we could work together, you know. Hydra, you know, we're different now, and uh, we help we each other out. You just took down the leader of this Hydra base, you, They're be looking for a new leader. It's like, hmm, all right. So he becomes, like, superior octopus and a member of Hydra. Hydra, Hydra officer. Has, yeah, Hydra, Hydra symbol has octopus tentacles, so hey, it works out. Yeah, I don't have to change my outfit that much. Yeah, why not? So, But he does get a whole new outfit, of course, which looks a, kind of like a mix between Dr. Octopus and Spider-Man's costumes. Which is okay, I guess. I'm not a big fan of the costume, but it's not terrible. But those are the best parts. The best parts of the book are five pages. Of like a 70-page book. It's freaking huge. Maybe it's 50 pages. Anyway, it's freaking huge. It's got to be at least 60. Um, The main story is 40 pages. Then there's like 20 pages of other stuff. Um, But it's just a mess. Spider-Man is... Dan Slott needs to stop writing Spider Man. He was good. I'm not going to say he wasn't. He was great. And in the last year, he just is out of ideas and is throwing darts at a dartboard and saying, and then he goes to click Shanghai and fights through another dart. Oh, oh, The Green Goblin. And is intercepted by, begins with an S. Uh, Sabretooth? No. Silver Sable? Oh, cool. Well, she's dead. Well, who cares? You know,
1: we'll we'll bring it back and have a half-hearted explanation later.
0: Yeah, it's just it's awful, and it's just sad that what they've done with Spider-Man. I'm very close to dumping this book. I think I probably will. Cause it just hasn't been good in so long.
1: It if this died, thing if this thing gets more than two stars from you, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the override button.
0: Uh, it's yeah, it's the art is actually the art's not even great. The art's just okay. Um, yeah, so I'm going to give it two stars. I was not a big fan of it. Didn't like it. The book has been a mess. The series has been a mess for a while. Of all the Spider-Man books, it's the least interesting one, and which is sad because it's the flagship. Dan Slott needs to get the hell away from this book. They need a new writer very badly. And they need it fast. The art is serviceable. It's not even great. It's, it's not even good. It's serviceable. To me, it feels like... Uh, the artist uh, has just kind of gone, you know what? This story sucks. I don't even care. And he's just kind of throwing it out there. Oh, yeah, he's swinging. You know? And it just – it's very sad. So two stars. Mini Spider-Man 25. Uh, do not buy it. Especially uh, it's a $10 book. Don't buy it, for God's sake. Comic books should not be $10. I don't care if it's twice or three times as thick as a normal book. It's not worth that. Don't buy it. Warn your friends. And calling something the Osborne identity and thinking you're clever just means you should get smacked in the head. Just saying. Yeah. Let's move on to a better book, which is almost which is every other comic book I've read this month. Superman number 19. Everyone loves Superman because he's super. Uh, sermon number nineteen was written by Patrick Gleason and Peter J. Tomasi, uh with art by Mick Gray and Patrick Gleason. Uh, something kind. Who of... is
1: that hip cat on the cover?
0: They do not tell you. But that hip Damn. cat on the cover is some sort of weird, like space entity or something who is trying. He's protecting Superman. Until some undisclosed event, where I guess he's going to take him down or something. They haven't really quite said. Okay. All right. So last issue, uh, this this is part of a like a four-part crossover series with Action Comics, uh, which is is the other Superman title. Uh, and the, but in the last issue, you saw John Superman and Lois's son fade from existence, and it looked like the other Clark Kent who showed up a while ago who was actually completely human, had something to do with it by leaving a family album out. Um, in Action Comics, it was revealed that the other Clark Kent was not actually a normal human, but it was actually a mysterious and very powerful figure from Superman's past. Make a guess. Brainiac. Nope, no. Nope. Superman villain. Incredibly, devastatingly, uh, reality-alteringly powerful. Mixleplick? Yes!
1: Oh, I hate that. I hate that guy.
0: Uh, everyone hates Mixleplick. But, actually, interesting take on the character. Uh, as it turns out, Mixleplick is responsible for this, and Mixleplick was the human Clark Kent. And this all happened due to Mr. Dude in the Robes. Mixleplick showed up in the current DC Rebirth universe. Basically, the story is, he gives the backstory to John, and John's like, why are you doing all this? Because he trapped John in, like, the in-between? Like, a dimension that does and doesn't exist. And what he tells us, basically, he popped in to go play with Superman, like he does every three months. And then he says, well, you know, I try every three months, but you gotta remember, I'm a fifth dimensional being. Time works very weird for me. Maybe it's, I try to do it every three months, but sometimes it's six years. But you know, what can I do? But he knows it's a game we play. He's He was expecting me. Um, so, so, anyway, he shows up, And immediately, as soon as he shows up in Metropolis, he's poofed away and into this extra-dimensional prison where a dude in the green robe says, you can't be there, you're going to screw up reality, or you potentially could, you're an unknown factor and I can't have you involved in my plans. is like, you know, you can't, no, no, you can't screw with me. I'm Mixelblik. I'm a fifth-dimensional being, man! Right, so Blick tries to and finds out his powers are semi-nullified from where he's at. And he's like, "Oh, well, this kind of sucks." And so the guy is not imprisoning him. And was like, "You know what? It doesn't matter because Superman's expecting me to be there. And we're, ba- we're pals. We—if I'm not there, he's going to start looking for me. And you're going to be sorry. He'll be coming for me any day." And then next, like the next panel is like all these hash marks indicating years. He's like, "Any day now, he'll be." And so he freaks out. Eventually, figures out a way to get out of his prison cell. And at this point he's like really hurt because it from what these writers take is Mixed-Lick He's all, a he's a he's a crazy ex girlfriend. Sort of. Mixelpluck always looked at them as playing, as having fun. They were never really enemies. Mixlick even goes so to, to tell so far as to tell John, like, all those times that you know, telling him that if he says Mixelpluck backwards that it'll like make him go away, that's not true. He just did it for fun. And, like, being tricked into saying his name? Come on, that's ridiculous. He did it for fun. It was how the game ended. You know? That was the game he was playing. He thought they were friends. That's just how he looked at it. They were just friends. He'd show up every three months or so. They'd play a game, and he'd leave. That's how he looked at it. And so, the idea that they're not friends is kind of hurtful. And that he didn't come to rescue him is very hurtful. And that John actually ends up telling him stories about... Actually, my dad did tell me about you. He started... All these stories that when, like, because when he was a kid, he'd tell nighttime stories about the man with the purple hat who would always come and, like, play these games with him. So, actually, it was a neat look at another idea of the Mixelplit character that he's not just some evil, mischievous imp, that there actually was more behind it. That, yeah, he's just playing with him. And they actually looked at him as a friend and not an enemy. And that's actually a really interesting take. It's like, I have cosmic fifth dimensional powers. But I'm done with to say my name backwards. No, it's like he knows it. he knows the score. He just goes along with it. It's part of the game. So I liked that actually. It's something I thought at first. Like when I realized this, is, I don't think I'd like. But I end up really liking it.
1: Well, it, it, it makes sense. I mean, he's not from a different culture. He's from a you know a different dimension. I mean, he's he's not going to have the 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 same thought processes that that someone from Earth would have. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna see the world completely differently. J- just like a uh, th- th- think of uh, us as Simpsons characters, and him real life. Right. You know, he's going to look at us differently.
0: Yep. And so, and, and I really liked that take on it. And I even liked uh, how John, you know, I even liked the idea that Superman was telling his kid bedtime stories about the man in the purple hat. And mixed like he's telling John about how he sees things across multiverses. And this is a great panel where we talking about seeing across multiverses and I see all these different versions of Superman and from, like, the comics, from Super Friends, from the Superman animated series, from uh, Lego versions, action figure versions. You know, it's like... It, it, and Luthor sees all this, all these different ways, and he knows the score. And it's really interesting. But back to this Clark Kemp thing. When he escaped... He knew that creepy guy in green robe was going to come after him again. So what he did was he used his powers to make himself believe he was Clark Kent. He wiped his own mind to make himself believe he was a human named Clark Kent, and it, and he was. And that evaded the uh... the
1: attention of the green robe stranger. Yeah,
0: because like, oh, it's just, this, it's just Clark Kent. That's okay. Without going, wait, wait, what do you mean Clark Kent? No, that was cool with him. Because it didn't trigger any alarms. Of course there's a Clark Kent. There's supposed to be a Clark Kent. Um, but after – but eventually he saw Lois and Soup's together, which triggered his memories to remember, oh, wait, I'm not actually Clark Kent. I am Mixleplik, and that's who decided to give his revenge on Superman for not coming and rescuing him, and the Superman didn't know he needed to be rescued, and he honestly had a lot going on. Um, which is kind of what this issue is mainly concerned with is, you know, John explained to him, like, he had a lot going on. He didn't know you needed help or he would have helped you. And, and a lot dealing with, uh, Superman Lois trying to get John back. So, it, it, I like this issue. It's something that could have been a total mess, but actually worked out pretty well. They are standing up whoever this guy in the green robes is. Uh, it's possible he's some old DC villain who I just don't know. I don't think so, but I liked the setup. It flows pretty well. Um, there's basically two different stories going on. Well, there's two different stories in the book, and both of them work well telling the whole story. Uh, you know everything's going to work out well in, well, well enough at the end. They're going to get John back, certainly. But I, I really liked it, and it's been a good arc. And I liked kind of the sympathy for Mixoplake angle, where you get a more structured idea of what's going on in his head. And, and it kind of takes something that was a joke character into something that you can go, oh, well, that makes a lot more sense then. So I, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. The art, is pretty, the art could be better. Um, it's a little too cartoony abstract for me, uh, but it works. And especially like dealing with the subject matter, it works very well. The artist does a good job of, like, Showing things as being light or dark, depending on the, especially with the attitude of Mixleplick at the time. Um, so everything works together. Uh, the dialogue is sharp. And I just had a fun time reading this book. Uh, so, four to five. Big thumbs up for Superman number 19. Great. Not a great jumping on point if you're new to the series or if you don't have any clue who Mixleplick is, but good book.
1: Oh, you should have a clue. I mean, he was even in the, the, the 90s. Brand. No, not Superman's, yeah, but he was in the 90s version with Dean Cain and, yep. and Terry Hatcher. He yep. he appeared in the, or the last episode, I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, Mitchell Plick is a very integral Superman villain,
1: but... Uh, Played
0: by Howie Mandel. Yeah. I believe it, that works. He's a good Mitchell Plick, yep. I'll give him that. He's not little and stuff, but the attitude works. Yep. And the last book for the comic poll this week... Uncanny Avengers number 21. Ah, oh, creepy cover. This is actually a Kubert uh, cover, which you gotta love. Adam Kubert, um, who is a Grand Dean of comics, highly talented. Uh, why does that cover look so wacky? Because it's uh, in the Dreamlands. So that's why it's all wacky. It's like a mental combat. That's why Cable has a giant, giant gun. Not just a giant gun. And Red Skull has a big head. Because it's Dreamland, it's not real. So. Right, gotcha. Um, last time we said the Uncanny Avengers, the Red Skull had completely wiped Cable's mind. Um, which is saying something, but considering that he's using the mental powers of the most powerful telepath ever in the Marvel Universe, then yeah, he can do that. Um, also, Rogue and Deadpool had staged a strike on Red Skull, which resulted in... Uh, well, actually, all the Uncanny Avengers did. But mainly, the main thrust of that was Red Skull took control of Rogue's mind and Rogue beat the living Tar out of Deadpool. Um, Hasn't killed him, but...
1: Well, yeah, that's historically difficult.
0: It is historically difficult, but not impossible. Um, well, theoretically. Uh, but this book... Uh, let's get down to uh, artist and writer. Uh, it was written by Gary, uh, Gary or Jerry. This is the G. I'll say Jerry. Uh, Jerry Duggan. Uh, with art by Kevin LeBranda. Uh Anyway, liked the art in of the Book. Uh, really fits what's going on. But it starts out with Red Skull eating a uh, – you know he's evil because it looks like he's eating a strawberry sundae with chocolate syrup on it. So you know he's evil. Yep, that's bad. That's bad because only someone evil would do that.
1: Yep, you're um, ruining
0: both things. That's right. But he's there, you know, at the typical, like, I'm an evil dictator giant table with, you know, his daughter Sin and his lackeys, and he's trying to eat his Sunday while Rogue is beat, has, already has, like, Deadpool literally beat into the ground, and is still just occasionally punching him in the jaw to keep him down for Skull's entertainment. And, you know, Deadpool's like, hey, while Rogue's beating me to death, hey, uh, you mind if I say something, you know, because this is pretty good. Skull's like, yeah, go ahead, you know, fine, fine, say your piece, but my Sunday's melting. And Deadpool goes on to tell him the story about, you know, hey, yo, we we thought we'd go and attack you, so it's was like, yeah, yeah, good plan. I see how that worked out for you. It's like Because Deadpool's mind can't be read, and he can't be mind-controlled. And this is due to part – as of as Newton Powers, it's also part of his regeneration factor. Because his mind is always rehealing itself, it never has enough form to be read because it's well, always shifting.
1: Yeah, okay. I can see that.
0: Uh, because he actually, like, he still has like shrapnel, all sorts of stuff in his head, so his body is constantly rehealing it. So he never actually has enough constant brain pattern for a mental, for any with mental powers to be able to read or control. Uh, okay, I'll, 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 I'll buy it. Yeah. So, the, uh, so he's like, I know it's really bothered you that you can't read my mind. Deadpool tells him, and trust me, there's really not much to read. You're not missing out on much. But uh, which I thought was funny. But then he tells him like the story about how they decide to plan to attack him. And, you know, first he went try and get help from a bunch of people, and he went to Westchester to get help for the X-Men. And, you know, Skull's so like, well, I bet you're depressed by that. It's like, yeah, because it's just a big hole in the ground. The, the X-Mansion's gone. You know. But it shows him, like, sifting through the wreckage. And then he talks about some other things. He's like, "But there's one thing about the X-Men. They're collectors. They really don't give a lot of stuff up. And, you know, they tend to hold on to things. And you see, like, He's like feebly like, reaching into his bag that he brought with him. And kind of, the plan wasn't really for Rogue to get you, it was just to get near you. He's like, What? He's, Skull just kind of says, what? And then he pulls out Magneto's helmet from his bag. Now, if you'll recall, Magneto's helmet was special because it made it impossible for, for Press Rex to read his mind. Right. So as soon as he pulls the helmet out, you know. Red Skull freaks out, like, ah, kill him, kill him, kill him! So Rogue just starts pummeling him, and he manages has to slap the helmet on her head, which easily breaks his mind control. So now Red Skull is trapped in a room with Rogue, who's super strong, super invulnerable, and can fly, and she, he now can no longer mind control, and he, she has every reason in the world to kill him. Yeah. And he's got a, like, ah, oh, nine, nine, start, it was hilarious, he's like, ah, oh, starts running for his life. And Rogue just chases after him, and, and Sin, his daughter's like, "Ah, you, I'll stop you!" and just blunt punches her into the wall, and she's done. You know, it's a lot of little things. That's the main thrust of the book, and it's inter- It's hilarious when you see that part where he just pulls out Magneto's helmet, and if you have any hi- knowledge of history of the comics, you just got kind of like go, oh, 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 "Oh, brilliant!" because I hadn't considered that angle. And uh, slaps it on her head. And she starts pummeling him and goes, "Huh." But, and after that, you know, of course, after Skull's busy, basically Rogue grabs him and chokes him out. You know, and they're worried she's going to kill him, but she doesn't. And uh, so, but she takes him and flies off. And everyone's like, where's she going? It's like, did, did the Avengers have a plan for this? And But this point, Deadpool's not really up yet, but they're kind of helping. He's like, well, the Avengers never had a plan for taking out what to do with Skull next. We just had a plan for the attack. But there is a plan for what to do afterwards. Like, it's not an Avengers plan. Whose plan is it? And she ends up taking to the X-Men's current demands and pulls them in front of, you know, Hank McCoy the Beast and says, okay, we don't have a lot of time. Prep for surgery.
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: Dun, dun, dun. And, of course, you get the obligatory, oh, my stars and garters from Beast because, you know, Of course. Of course. Gotta that's put the that's what he out. does. Got to put the cat Yeah. Out. So a lot of comic book craziness going on. Uh, it was a great read. It was a nice... I've always hated the... Prof- I've said it many times. Professor X's brain in Red Skull is dumb. I've been amazed they've let it go on this many years. Just amazed. It's been like three or four years they've let this go on. I still can't believe it. It seems like a one-issue what-if, right? Right. But they've let it go on through multiple giant story arcs and world reorganizations. It's still there. I I do wonder how much this links into the uh, the big upcoming Marvel event uh, secret Empire whatever it is where Captain America well evil Steve Rogers Hydra Captain America the thing is going to come to a head and that's all going to get hashed out but which is also stupid which is also stupid I don't like that either it's been somewhat interesting reading, but only somewhat, because every issue like, the last kind of interesting, but still bull. I can't even.
1: I know, I know. Why are you it's trying it... to
0: make me hate Captain America. Yeah, I mean want me to hate Captain America.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they they did to Captain America what what they did to uh, Superman in Superman Returns. Uh, that that's, yeah. that's when it started. You know, I mean, uh, Superman was always an ideal. You know, someone who is who embodies something to strive for. I mean, it's 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 like shoot for the moon; you'll at least reach reach the treetops type idea. Yeah. You know, but in Superman Returns, at the end of the day, what is he? He's a uh, deadbeat dad.
0: Yeah. That's what he is. Yeah.
1: And then, and then in Man of Steel, what is he now? Oh, now he's a murderer.
0: Yep. He's someone who couldn't hack, couldn't save anyone, and ended up having to murder. Yeah. People. You know, he couldn't just say, yeah. "Hey, you know, instead of terraforming this planet, there's one right over there you could terraform. I'll give you the stupid skull right. and terraform Mars." Right.
1: Well, no, not even that. I mean, uh, that 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 is obviously what what should have happened from get go. But even when they when they decided to fight uh, in uh, in the, in uh, Superman two, he ran away. Right. He ran away because ev- everyone was in danger. You don't fight in the middle of a city, you moron. He took the fight to somewhere that everyone would be safe. But does the Man of Steel, Superman, do that? No, he 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 destroys his hometown, destroys it.
0: Yep, 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 yep. yep.
1: Uh, it's just that they 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 turn him into an idiot real quick, fast and in a hurry.
0: Well, he's not, and he, it and hurt so, me bad. Well, going to that, one of the main problems, to my main problem with that movie is he's never a hero. He never no. wants to be involved. No. He never wants to help anyone. It's like, oh god, I guess I'm forced to deal with these people. You know, he's never a hero. I don't see. Well, no, no, is. no. I mean, I mean, he, hero, yeah. Superhero, no. No, hero, he's never even a hero. No, 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 hero no. Stop. stop does stop. what needs
1: to be done. No, no, no. Man, in in in, uh, in the Man of Steel, as he was traveling the world, trying to move around, you know, stuff like that. If there was a problem in front of him, he would fix it. You know, just like a guy who 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 sees a car that's leaking gas and then the, the gas is going toward a fire and there's a kid inside he'll go and rescue the kid technically okay, I'll, give, I'll give you that yeah, technically you he's that. a hero but a superhero actively seeks out bad guys confronts them stops them before they can they can enable their devilish plan and saves saves the day that's what a superhero does you're right he is not a superhero yeah. he's not
0: all right i'll give you that uh, but anyway, Uncanny Avengers. I liked the art. I liked the story. I love this—the twist of pulling up Magneto's helmet, slapping on Rogue. That was um, good. That was smart. That was smart. Uh, I liked there was some good dialogue between a bunch of the people. Um, the, the other other members of the Uncanny Avengers are in the book, but this is definitely the—you know—this heavily focused. This was Deadpool, Rogue, uh, and Red Skull. Everyone is just kind of there, but you know that's okay you need to do that occasionally. You can't try to make everything ever gets equal time. So, um, I liked it. Uh, I'm going to do this one four out of five. I really liked reading it. Maybe even a four and a half. I really liked it. I like what it's leading to. Um, fun book. Highly recommended. Candy Avengers number 21. But also, like I said, the uh, secret in Empire thing. Marvel has already kind of hinted at stuff happening after this event. And, I don't know, I think it was like I mentioned on the podcast last time, but all of Marvel's comics are going back to their original numbering scheme. So, like, Th- Hulk will be on issue, like, 900. Thor will be on, like, issue, like, 1000. Um, Spider-Man will be, like, an issue 800. You know, basically they're all going back to their correct numbering schemes, and they're not going to be rebranded with number ones. Which is wow. awesome.
1: Yeah, you, you know, you didn't mention that at all.
0: Right. That's something they're doing. They, so... And that's going to be part of... I do an issue called Make Mine Marvel. Everything's going back to, the, to its original numbering schemes. Um, taking it to like other number ones they've had and other things like that. So that'll be really interesting. And another big thing that's happening is Odinson will once again be Thor. Steve Rogers will once again be Captain America. Tony Stark will be Iron Man. All these other things going on will kind of... The, the characters will probably still be there, like the you know Ruby Williams will still be there as Ironheart in her own book. Um, things like that will be going on, but all the original guys will be back and alive. Wolverine uh, is going to be—they haven't said it directly, but when they said like all the characters will be back in the original roles, you can assume Wolverine, uh, James Logan Howlett will be back as Wolverine. Um, I don't know, so. That's something very much I'm looking forward to as well. Um it's almost kind of like Marvel's if it lo- turns out like it kinda looks like it's turning out, it's kinda like saying, Sorry for the past five years. Sorry. Uh that's kind of what it looks like. We'll see what actually happens with that. Azure says yay, I agree with that. We'll see how, how it actually turns out. But uh I would love to see Steve Rogers back as Captain America with a good right with a good creative team behind him. Um I had nothing against Sam Wilson Captain America, at least not initially, until the book turned into a Wine, Wine, No One Likes Me. Um, yeah, so I look forward to that. That's exciting. Uh, and DC's Rebirth keeps going on. They have some good stuff going on there. Lots of exciting things happening right now. Guys of the Galaxy is coming out soon. Look forward to that. That's not a comic book, but I like the first movie. I don't think it's the best Marvel movie, but it was good. Oh, It was
1: good. It was fun and colorful.
0: Yeah, and oh, that reminds me of what I was going to bring up. Going back to the whole Amazing Spider-Man problem. The Amazing Spider-Man comic book is not fun. Not every book should be a laugh a minute, he'll kill, type thing, but the book should be fun to read and not be a slog. The Amazing Spider-Man was a slog. Um, but the Uncanny Avengers book was fun. Superman was fun. Even though it wasn't a lot, of it wasn't ha-ha fun, a lot of it was like, "Oh, that's mixed. I get it, oh, wow, you know it was fun to read and to see all these perspectives. Um I didn't review u s a Avengers for this comic because so I only do three books, but that book was incredibly fun. Um, I read Sonya, I've been reading that series. It's been fun. It Red
1: like- Sonya, oh my god! <laughs> whenever, whenever someone says that, I just hearken back to the '80s movie.
0: That wasn't a bad movie.
1: No, it wasn't a bad movie, and it had a cameo with with uh, with King Conan in it. Yeah, of course
0: there Conan in that too. Yeah, that was a fun film, you know, and you know it's an '80s film definitely, but it's fun. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, the Red Sonya series right now is actually written by a woman, and it's still Red Sonya going out and killing everyone who pisses her off, and it's awesome. Well, um, oh, that's
1: the character. I mean, yeah, I'm not surprised.
0: You know, she yeah. is an extremely competent mercenary. You know, one of the she is the best mercenary. Uh, the current storyline is one of those, you know, trapped in the future type things, and it's still great. Even you know, that's a trope. It's fun to read, and I've been really enjoying the series. Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack is coming back. Yes, he is.
1: And to be trapped in the future is what reminded me of Samurai Jack.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, they've done that with Conan as well. There was even a What If Conan Fought Wolverine comic book.
1: I know, I saw that one. That was freaking awesome, where, uh, where he actually, uh, cut, uh, Conan's hand off. That was great. Yep,
0: yep. Well, what do you expect to happen? You know, it's freaking Wolverine. you got a sword. Come on. But then he comes back in with the adamantium sword or something later, as I recall. No, no, it was magic. It was magical sword. Ah, magic sword. That's right. Anyway, right. um. That's when he cut off his hand. I mean, if you want to read depressing comics, that's fine. There are depressing comics for you. But you don't pick up the Amazing Spider-Man to be bored to tears and have no, everything go wrong all the time. Yeah, Spider-Man's shtick is kind of like, you know, he can't seem to win. Okay, I get it. But you know what? Even he ends up marrying Mary Jane, and then of course that got taken from him, which was stupid. Um, but anyway, people, no one liked that was taken from him. So uh, anyway, they need a new creative team of Spider-Man. The Amazing Spider-Man. The Miles Morales Spider-Man is doing pretty good. That's actually a pretty good read still. Yeah. But that's, uh, Garthon's comic poll this week. If you have any opinions about it, uh, you will have a comic book I think I should cover. Let me know. Tweet it at me. Put it up on Facebook. Uh, if you don't agree with what I'm saying about comics, let me know why. I'd like to know why. Give me a differentiating opinion. And, uh, I'll tell you why you're wrong. Uh, but yeah. Uh, also... Uh, be sure to tune in every week for Garthon's comic pull, and learn more about comic books and how they affect your society, because a lot of pop culture right now is based off of it.
1: Yeah, at you, uh, your next uh, your next party, you can be in the know.
0: You can. When someone brings up Guardians of the Galaxy, you can say, oh, I remember the Guardians of the Galaxy. So how's Starhawk doing? Oh, wait, he's not on that team? Hmm, you don't know the Guardians of the Galaxy, do you? Not that I mentioned them in this issue, but you could bring up Starhawk now. Yep, because he was an original member.
1: What What, what about that that cosmonaut dog? Was um,
0: he was never a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, he
1: just it, showed up it? in the series a whole he, lot. He was
0: well. He was there a lot, and I think it was Cosmo. Was that Wasn't that his name? He was I think a so, Russian yeah. cosmonaut dog. Yeah.
1: yeah well, he, one of the ones was, that thought was, they thought he died.
0: Yeah, but he actually. But, didn't, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy,
1: lit.
0: in the movie. Yeah, was.
1: along with uh, along with Howard, Howard the Duck. Ugh.
0: Howard the Duck is cool.
1: Stop it! Stop it! No,
0: no. You just don't know. That's cool. we're not going to go there. Yeah,
1: you know, they could we're have put like Cerberus
0: the Aardvark in there. No way they couldn't. But right. he's lame.
1: Nope, they couldn't. Okay, okay. Switch okay. to RNG because now it's time for the Iron Fist spoiler extravaganza.
0: All right, please, 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 heathen dog. We have warned the people. The Iron Fist spoiler rama is coming. You might want to tune out now, folks, if you don't want to spoil it for you. Or just pause it, binge watch the series, and come back. And heathen dog will tell you what's up. And you can see if you agree. Yep.
1: Okay. Now, uh, every everyone has heard uh, all of the uh, all the critics talk about. Oh, this is the worst one yet. This uh, oh, this is just downhill. This is a start of a thing where it's all going to get bad. No well, well, man, I, I, shut your shut your hole.
0: I, I actually would no, not, not all you, the critics have said that. I would say that the newspaper and like hip salon webpage critics have said that. Anyone who reviews comic books has not said that.
1: No, no. Uh, the the reason being because the the. You know, I, we're, we're, we're going to set aside the, the first two criticisms, everyone says, because they're ridiculous. Right. The first one know. is that, yeah, we, we discussed that earlier, that uh, this was a chance for Marvel to put in a, a non-white character. No, it wasn't, because that's not the character. The character is frickin' white.
0: Right, this that's isn't it. Feng Master of Kung Yes,
1: Fu. exactly. We move that aside. And then the other one is that, oh, it's slow in the beginning. You know, the, the you know it's slow in the beginning. It's it's all oh my god. Why 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 isn't there more fighting? What why is it why is it slow? Well, he's been gone 15 years since he was 10 years old. He has to prove his identity. That doesn't happen in an episode. All right, I'm sorry, it doesn't.
0: Yeah, it takes a while. He's trying to you know he's the heir to a very large fortune. He's yes,
1: kind of he yes. And until he gets to be the heir of a very large fortune, he doesn't, he doesn't have the ability. To see what's really going on behind the curtain, right yeah un, un, until he's in the company, he doesn 't see what the company is actually doing that's understandable that's logic. lose that argument, get it out of the way now we 're going to go to the other ones all right uh, there there were there were some uh, uh, criticisms about the the actual character uh, um, the actual uh, person playing Iron Fist, which i i 'm blanking on his name right now. But uh, the the actual actor who's playing Danny Rand was not not good. Well, I have to say he's not great. Sure. I mean, he's not he's not Jessica Jones. He's not Daredevil, but he plays the role as it was written and he he, play, he, he plays it OK. I mean, it's, it's, he, he's, he's not he's not going to be Oscar nominated for anything, but a lot of a lot of actors who I think are really good are never are never are. You know, so that's the way it is. But, uh, you know, he he suffers from the from the problem, the the, the casting problem of uh, uh, the the same way that uh, Superman Returns suffered from uh, uh, Brandon. uh, What's his name? Ruth Routh, 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 Brandon Routh, kind of effeminate
0: a little bit. Well, Brandon Routh was doing Christopher Reeve.
1: Yeah, he wasn't doing it very well.
0: I thought he did a great job.
1: No, no, he uh, physically he he's buff. Yeah, I mean he's he's built,
0: but he looks boyish. I don't. I thought he did look really young, but I thought he did yeah. a great job as Superman. I, I thought I the thought, movie was but It was absolutely. Oh, oh, it was it was
1: absolute garbage. Yeah, it was diarrhea encrusted uh, yeah, butt.
0: Yeah, as as
1: as an actor, I I think he's serviceable. I mean, I, I, I really I, I like, like him in other things.
0: Everything I see him in.
1: I I really liked him in Chuck. Yeah, I really he was did.
0: awesome in Chuck. Yes,
1: I really liked him in Chuck, but uh, he's too boyish. I mean, it, it, after after Christopher Reeve, who who was not as buff but came out more manly, to me, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I it's just mean. well, yeah, he was actually yeah. a really good villain in Scott Pilgrim.
1: Yes, yes, he was. I mean, be, be, because he was, he was, he was basically typecast to his to his boyish look. I mean. You know he he is a vegan in real life as well.
0: Well, that works out really kind of funny then.
1: Yeah, uh, but uh, anyway, um, uh, the the actor who played uh, Danny Rand slash Iron Fist is very boyish. I mean, sure he's 25 in the in the in the uh, in the film, so he shouldn't be grizzled or whatnot. But uh, you know, having lived 15 years in uh, in a and, and, and have, having lived the way he did, being beaten and having to, to walk a mile in the snow to get your friggin' water for the day, he should look a little older and be a little more grizzled. He really should. I mean, you really should have written that in there, but they didn't do that. And that the reason they didn't do that is because the actor they, they chose was so boyishly looking, you, you can't write that kind of, uh, you know, you, you can't elaborate on that kind of background and have him look like that. Because he wouldn't look like that. He'd look like he was 40, having having yeah, lived the last yeah. 15 years like he did. So, okay, fine. I let that go. Alright, now the, the, the supporting characters. The supporting characters, I thought, were I don't want to say excellent. They, 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 they were good. They, they were good. They, 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 didn't, uh, they didn't take up too much time away from uh, the main story, but Everything they did, did add on to the the, the continuation of the main story plot. And the, the, they were either people we had met before, or they were people that their their background was fleshed out enough for you to actually care about, which I think is great storytelling. I mean, if you're introducing a character, you better make me want to know this person. And they do that. Uh, there, there were a couple of characters that you've seen... From from uh, Jessica Jones that were in there, and from and one of them from Jessica Jones and from Daredevil and from Luke Cage. I mean, uh, the I'm gonna tell you that that nurse, she gets around to Marvel. I mean, she's <laughs> got a job forever.
0: Well, she's the night nurse. That's kind of the thing.
1: Yes, yes, she is, and she she is going to be paid a whole lot of money. Not. You know, just because she's in so many pictures, <laughs> she's going to be in so many series now. <laughs> it's going to be great. She, she's going. She's got a job for basically the next ten years. It's great. She, I mean, her. Her. I, I. forget her name. I don't know why I forget her name. Uh,
0: it's not Rosario Dawson, is it?
1: Yes, it is Rosario Dawson. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, she. She. She got herself a hold of a gold mine, and she's not letting go. And I don't blame her. And she's a good actress. So yeah, great. Play it. It's awesome. Do it. Love it. So you know, the the I'm, I I am not going to spoil the thing. I'm sorry. I, I said I was you going said to. You you were. I'm not going to do it.
0: I was looking forward to it.
1: No, you were not looking forward to it because you haven't little
0: watched bit, it yet. A little
1: bit. <laughs> but I I will say, no, it is not the worst. Uh, character wise, storytelling wise, Luke Cage is worse. It is. I mean, a lot of people going to say, "Oh no," but it's it's a uh, it's it's no, more I mean, you know Cage hitting home. It has some
0: weird ups and downs to it. Like yeah. it got interesting, then it got really boring. Then it got interesting, then it got boring.
1: Then it got preachy, and yeah, and it was it was a little weird. And yes, yes, it. Uh, um, they are gonna merge at one point,
0: obviously. But yeah, Defenders is coming up. they already.
1: Yes, Defenders but... is coming up, but also the whole Luke Cage Iron Fist have been a team for decades. I mean. They have been a team for a long time. That's what you see. Luke Cage, Iron Fist. They they go like, yeah, you know, p- peanut, butter and, peanut butter and jelly. Yeah,
0: exactly. Or peanut butter and chocolate because
1: that's good. Yeah, there you go. Well, and it's more apt. <laughs> I guess so, go.
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so they, they are going to get together and, you know, they, uh, a Marvel may even quit Luke Cage and Iron Fist all and form one new series, Luke Cage and Iron Fist, you know, because that's the comic. I mean, they, they might do that. And, probably and probably that was be... for
0: hire at that point.
1: Heroes fire. Okay. Yeah. But you know, they, they might do that and that would be awesome. But, uh, um, what Luke Cage and Iron Fist have in common is that they're both new to being heroes. I mean, the, the whole, the whole history of the Iron Fist, uh, um, is that, uh, he, he has to guard this, this, this mystical monastery from, from you know from people getting it I mean, it's this whole thing he, he guards it but uh in in the in the uh, in the series he leaves because he feels like he should he leaves back to back, back to New York back to you know his, his his life and uh oh where was I going with this I completely lost my track anyway um <laughs> I lost it I completely lost my my train of thought on that one but uh uh that that, that would that was that was good writing I suppose but It it, it really, really uh, telegraphed the the end of of this, of season one. You know, he actually goes back to to Kunlun where he learned all this stuff and discovers a a disaster has happened. Well, okay, I'm not going to tell you what that disaster is because, you know, that'd be too much. I already spoiled a little bit just there. But uh, that, that was that was telegraphed throughout the entire thing because he was all angsty and, and everyone's like, No, you shouldn't have left, you know, the the you know, it's not defended, you know, is, 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 is not defended now. That's your only job to defend that place and you left. What a what a D bag you are. So it was telegraphed throughout the entire freaking season that something happened.
0: Yeah, it's pretty tough. It was like, Oh, you're the only defender and you're gone? Well, I'm sure they're not screwed.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. No one's gonna take advantage of that. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, sure. Telegraph throughout the entire thing, sure. But uh um Luke Cage and Iron Fist have, have the like I said, oh, have, have the same problem that uh, they're they're just learning how to be heroes because uh um you know, uh the Iron Fist's only job was was to to de- to defend the the place where he got trained and he left. And now he's learning that the Iron Fist can also do more in the world than just defend one little tiny plot of land. He can actually affect uh, entire cities or regions by by you know stopping evil on a higher level, and Luke Cage had the same kind of uh, journey, where he was like, no man, just leave me out of it. I just want to live my life, and then he sees all this injustice around him, and he's like, man fine. And he goes and he, he, he stops injustice that he sees. And then he starts, you know, he starts getting the idea of seeking out injustice is probably a good way. And like I said, that's the difference between a hero and a superhero. And that, that was the journey they both went on in their first seasons, which I love because, you know, they're, they are so integral to each other in history, in the, in the comic history that, uh, have having, having a path that is, uh, uh, more or less so analogous, is is very very cool to me. I like that a whole lot.
0: Yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah,
1: uh, J- Jessica Jones and Daredevil were were better stories. Um, I'm not gonna say they were written better. I'm I'm just say the 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 actor and and actress of the the leads that were playing are better, and the 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 uh, the uh, um, the way they really got into their roles and. They were able to uh, to actually act in a way that you felt their act their their character's pain was much better than than Luke Cage and Iron Fist. But they Iron had Fist had a
0: lot more to be painful about, honestly.
1: Well, yeah, honestly, yes. I mean, they they really did. And, well, no, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, all of them. No, uh, Daredevil suffered the, the 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 death of of his dad, sure uh ran. Uh, Danny ran. Sorry, uh, suffered the watching his mother get blown out of a friggin' airplane, and then his his, his father's dead body. Seeing that, and then and then succumbing to the, the the cold of the Himalayan mountains before being rescued by monks. That's not a spoiler. That actually happened in the comics. So if you didn't read the comics, that's your fault. But uh, yeah, so they're they're both they're they're both damaged in that way. I mean, uh, J- Jessica Jones. You, you 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 could have a legitimate argument that was damaged more because she was uh, she was raped both physically and mentally for a long time, right, which right. I, I will grant you, yeah, that's super bad, all bad, super badness. And uh, she also lost her lost her family, I believe. No,
0: yeah, she, she just uh, is isolated from them.
1: I thought she actually in in the in oh, the, the yeah, in the Marvel uh, thing.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. In in the series, yeah, she's an orphan. Her, ki- her parents were killed yeah, yeah. in a car accident, and then right, she was right, raised right. as a publicity stunt by uh... right, right, yeah,
1: yeah. In, in in a household with 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 an abusive mom. So yeah, she had she had some dark crap too, you know. But uh, Luke Cage, he's still got his dad.
0: No, I thought his dad was dead.
1: No, no, not dead. He just doesn't, doesn't talk to him because he's on the lam cause oh, he, right. he t- technically escaped from prison. But so he just want to contact him. He
0: was actually his half brother, you know. Uh you know, kind of set him, Put him up there. And he's out to kill him. him
1: there. Yes. Set him up. Yeah, yeah. But uh you know, he's actually got family left and and uh yeah, some bad crap happened to him, but it 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 doesn't it doesn't actually stand up to Daredevil uh Jessica Jones or Iron Fist in the in the way of like damage psyche type thing you know he was he was just not he had to be walked to the whole hero status a little more yeah. which i get that's fine that's fine but uh um iron fist a uh, uh, bottom line uh the writing is good the casting could have been better with, with with the lead in my opinion um faithful to the comic base base origin story type yes um is it slow in the beginning? Oh, yeah, man. Of course, because that that gives realism. the the whole Mar- Marvel Marvel Netflix universe is based on realism. It's street level hero. That's what it's for. I mean, that that that's that's why they did it. They, they didn't want another Avengers or another Guardians of the Galaxy where it's it's all like life and death for the entire world, universe, galaxy, whatever. They, they wanted street level harm, street level problems, street level solutions. And you have, to, you have to have a massive dose of realism to get that across, and they do. So, yeah, it's going to be slow in the beginning because he is a nobody. No one's going to believe who he is. He has to prove it, and he does, and he does it in a realistic way, well, Not super realistic, but realistic for TV that you don't have to wait 20 years to actually, (laughs) you know. Yeah, because realistically, it would take six months to a year for him to prove his identity.
0: Yeah, it it takes a long time. There's a lot of legal
1: Yes, yes. I mean, if if you've you've even gone and declared dead and have a gravestone, there's going to be a lot of pushback for saying, you're. you're this dead guy. Fine. Yeah. There is a lot of pushback. There's a few episodes of pushback, but yes – that's realistic.
0: Yes, yes there is.
1: Yeah, in the real TV. So, uh all of all of that stuff that you hear that it's, it's oh, it's the worst one, it's not as good. No, stop it. Stop it. Watch it. You will enjoy yourself and then you will have your own opinion on how it ranks. Now, if you're like me, it's going to rank it, it it's going to rank below Daredevil and Jessica Jones just just because those were those I believe those were those were better written and had better lead actors and actresses. But uh, you know, you may not think so. I mean, uh, Max Liao did not like Jessica Jones, and no, he didn't. Fond of it myself. Yeah, he didn't even watch Luke Cage because it didn't interest him.
0: Ah, Luke Cage is good.
1: Yeah, I know, right? It's 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 good. But you know, he he didn't even watch it, so he only has Daredevil to fall back on. Which is for, which, yeah, which 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 oh, is he good. So he, Oh,
0: there's no Punisher series yet.
1: No, no, no. He, that was just the you know the season of Daredevil, but. Um, yeah, so he uh, he has he has less to he has less to draw from for his opinion. But if you've watched all of them, watch this one. It's not going to rank on the bottom. It's going to rank somewhere in the middle, most likely. So you're going to be fine. That's that's yeah. what, what I got. Yeah, that, that that's what I got. That's my whole that's iron fist awesome. rant on that.
0: That's one. your yeah. whole iron fist thing. Yep. All right. Well, let's talk about random things going on. Uh, what do I have for the randomness going on this week? Uh, Nintendo Switch launch uh, went exactly like I thought it would. Uh, They are sold out everywhere, which is exactly what you saw happen with the Nintendo Wii. And I expect things with the Switch to follow along pretty much the exact same pattern. Um, For the first few months, they will sell out entirely every run, and after a year, they will be so freaking common that you are tired of seeing them.
1: Oh, no, but unlike the Wii the Switch has problems out of the gate.
0: Yeah, they, they do. Um, a lot of problems with the Joy-Cons connecting or disconnecting. A um, few other minor issues. Uh, the
1: docking station scratching the screen.
0: Yeah, docks. Uh, also there's problems with the... Uh... <laughs> well, what I find hilarious is there is no app for the console for Netflix, Hulu, um, anything. Right? And... Everyone's like, why don't you do this? All the other consoles do this. And they went, oh, that's why we don't do it. To distinguish ourselves from the group. And it's like, okay, that's bull. To, you don't distinguish yeah, to yourself. You we, can't, we have less functionality than the Wii. Which, by the way, can do all that. I know, because yeah. I use my Wii for streaming. Well, I have in the past. Um, so, it's like, wait. You have less functionality than the Wii. A console two generations back. And you're saying that's a selling point. And that's ridiculous. That basically means, yeah. well, we didn't actually make that you know, in time, so it's a feature. That'll come out in an update. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll
1: come out in an update later. Yeah, it's like,
0: right? well, there's a demand for it. Yes, there's a demand for it. It's kind of like there's no internet. Oh, it, there, an, it, there is no standard internet browser for the Switch, but there's actually one hidden in there. Like You're not supposed to be able to find it, but there's a, an internet browser there. It's a little buggy, but it's there. Um, so, it looks like it was pushed out before it was ready, uh, but it made it still making a ton of money, and from the people I know who have one, the general consensus is, like, the silly little Joy-Con joysticks that are on the side of the, uh, the screen are great when you're using it in that mode. If you're trying to use it when it's hooked to the TV and hook it to the station thing, it, they wiggle and they're terrible. Yeah, and, and they-, lose they, connection. they...
1: Yeah, they that that's that's the big thing that I've that I've read is they they it's a it's a common thing that if you're greater than six feet away, which you're going to be greater than six feet away from a fifty-inch TV for crying out loud, yep. uh, they they will randomly just lose lose connection with the docking station.
0: Yeah, and, and Nintendo's and instructions of not being near basically anything electronic or a fish tank aren't helpful.
1: Yeah, no, because you're going to put it in by the TV. <laughs> Exactly, which is something electronic, you really deep bag Come if on, you man. Yeah, stereo. big
0: stereos to be by the receiver or the speakers. And that's, so, uh, but if you buy the actual controller, I forget what they call it, um, but it's like a real controller you could buy, yep. uh, that works great. But that's more money you got to dump to make it work great. Um, yep. That aside, uh, Breath of the Wild, the Zelda game, um, has gotten nothing but high praise from everyone. Yes.
1: Yes, I'm, I've actually seen some some gameplay on it, and it does look amazing. I mean, uh, they do actually have a version of the switch in the game. Did you actually did you actually see that?
0: No, I didn't. Where see
1: you that. have to you have to okay, well you have to uh, they, they have they have a whole bunch of uh, uh, standing stones where you have in the beginning of the game you have to uh, you have to you have to have a switch and you you place on the standing stone and it activates other stuff and you know it's a little meta and it's weird. But, uh, eh, okay, fine. I hate
0: crap like that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, I hate... There are actually a lot of good Wii games out there. But, a lot of the Wii games are ruined by forcing in motion control where there doesn't need to be any. Um, and Zelda games were infamous for that because they first-party Nintendo games used to sell systems. And, let's go back to Twilight Princess. Came out when the Wii first came out. And it came out for the GameCube and the Wii. The GameCube version does not have any motion control. The Wii version, every time you swing your sword, you have to swing the stupid remote. And it gets really annoying really fast.
1: I can see that, yeah.
0: And doing special moves with the normal controller for the GameCube is fun and easy. Doing it with the Wii sucks because you gotta wiggle it a special way. And so it just you eventually just like you know, if you have to do a special move on some of the bosses, which you do, it just becomes a nightmare of trying to make it do what you want. And they're having that same issue with the Switch, where it's like, well, because there's motion control in it, we're going to make you use it. And there's no option to turn it off. There needs to be an option to turn it off. Um, an example of that would be uh, back when the PS3 came out, uh, Marvel Alliance came out. We're going to play Marvel Heroes and go beat stuff up. fun game. But some of the bosses required you to swing around the stupid remote uh, the stupid controller, because there was motion control in it. And, which was awful. It didn't work well, it was a pain in the butt, but you could go into the, the options and turn it off and make the game playable. And for, except for, like, any PlayStation Move games, which are meant for their special motion controllers, any game that had that kind of stuff in it could be turned off for the PlayStation. Thank God. Um... So I don't know why Nintendo doesn't do that, other than to make you use their gimmicky motion control, which is sad. Uh, but, this, but from what I've seen, it's a capable machine, the Switch. But it's not. Well, no,
1: I've had I heard a lot of uh, not not a lot, but some some uh, uh, graphics glitches and uh, freezes, and they they are definitely not as prevalent as the whole uh. uh C- uh, c- controller not 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 connecting yeah, with the switch amazing. thing. Yeah, that that's that's universal basically. Everyone everyone says that, but uh, um, a, a small percentage are are, are seeing uh, graphics glitches and freezes and stuff like that. And they are they are railing against the whole. Well, if it dies, you can't get the the data from it to the new switch. Like all oh, your saved did. games. Yeah, all your saved games. No, no. I mean, it's actually, it's actually in the in in the whole you know fine print that no, your your save games are just on the Switch. They're not they're not transferable to any other Switch that you get. That's that's a new one, or because you're old and broken, you got a new one uh, through warranty. I'm sorry, man. You just got to start over, and that's horrible.
0: It is. Um, What's funny is though the the. Uh, the switch has what, like, eight gig of memory in it, 32 gigs, something like that. It has basically has enough memory in it that if you fully, ins- that if you just, if you're not using a cartridge for the game, if you're downloading it, you could fit like one and a half games on the dang thing, which is awful. But uh, Ben Heck did a, who's known for in the hardware modding community as you know a top modder of consoles and stuff. He opened one up, did a teardown of it on his. Uh, on his website and on his YouTube page, uh, the Ben Heck show. And one of the neatest things he found in there was the memory basically works off of an SD, a hardwired SD card, right? It, they could have just put an SD card slot and would have been fine, but they put in the special piece of hardware, which is an SD card. So, but the way it's put in is it's easily replaceable.
1: Oh, nice. So,
0: well, not by us. It's meant for Nintendo to replace because, like I said, it's a special piece of hardware, which is essentially an SD card. So, in other words, everyone who bought the first round of Switches with this tiny little memory, uh, within the space of a year, you could bet your butt Nintendo is going to be coming out with a new version of the, of the Switch with, much, which, with up to, uh, because it's an SD card, uh, up to 2 terabyte of memory.
1: Oh, man.
0: So, uh, you're boned. Yeah. Uh, it's easily upgradable, too. But, well, you have to have, you know, all the special tools to do it, and Nintendo is not going to be selling that. No, no. No, 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 they are not. Um, so, congratulations on being an early adopter. Never, ever be an early adopter.
1: No, no, because, you know what, uh, even if you get the the upgraded version, apparently you're not going to be able to transfer your saved data.
0: That's right, unless they Good fix job. that. But uh, Which is funny, because I know for a fact with PS3 and PS4, you could transfer... Everything. Yeah. From one system one console to another. I've done it. Yeah. And it works really well. I think you could do it with the Xbox 360 pretty easily as well. But Nintendo don't care. They don't care. Um, which is sad because there's a lot to like about the new console. I'm still not sold on the whole... It's a portable. It has a two-hour battery life. That's not really a portable. That's a... I could take it and play it in my bedroom before I go to bed and then plug it back in in the morning. Who cares? You know? And that's not a hey, I could take this out and play it all day and go home. Well, okay, you can, but I don't like taking you better be near a plug. Well, no, if you want the plug you gotta have a docking station with you. Oh, good point. So but also, I generally don't like taking four hundred, three hundred dollar objects out with me, you know, that no one is used to seeing and everyone's like, Hey, what's that? and getting close to you you know, kinda like when you the first iPads. They were crazy expensive and everyone if you pulled it out, man like you're playing because look what I got. I'm gonna use my iPad right here. And everyone's, you know, like, oh, and you're like, Congratulations, you're now a thief magnet. Good job, buddy. So that's kind of the same situation you're at right now with the with the switch. You can bring it out, but why? The battery life sucks. You're just gonna bring attention to yourself. There's almost no point. So, uh... And what are you going to do? Bring it to, you know, your friend's house so they can see your Switch? You know? Unless you're bringing the docking station stuff, then what's the point of even having it be portable? Ugh. And a lot of weird decisions with it. But, it does look like they're kind supporting it. I wish they... I think they abandoned the Wii U too quickly. Because that's not a bad console, but they abandoned it pretty dang quick. Because it was weird. I think. It looks like, almost like a Pokemon Evolution. Wii to Wii U to Switch. Right? Like they went from the Wii and they were trying to make the Switch but they couldn't quite get there so they had to have like a separate screen that wasn't really the whole system portable and stuff. And it had like controls on the side but you couldn't remove them and then it evolved where you can.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: Sure. Yeah, it very much seems like that to me. Like that was their end goal but they couldn't do it at first and now they can. And then you kind of shrug and say, why'd you do that?
1: This but, is a bad evolution. This is Neanderthal. This <laughs> is something that's going to die. What are you doing? It,
0: well, it has good game, right? Well, I shouldn't say all the games released for right now are good. Um, it has some good games lined up for it. Um, the games are very playable. They're very fun. But the hardware has issues. And to me, I haven't seen anything that I don't think the Wii U could have not have done, you know? Yeah,
1: I mean, it's it's uh, it's new technology, but new in a way where...
0: Why? You know? Yeah, I don't want to sound like a bash on the system, but we are a little bit. I, I, I want to see Nintendo succeed. They're an excellent company. Um, I know they're trying to innovate by being... A, and their main thing is, instead of, like, having the best graphics and the most powerful system, they're going to try and be different. Which, in a way, is smart, but another way... Being different makes it harder for third parties to program for your system, which keeps you in your same hole. Um, Nintendo used to be big with third-party support, and that was one of their strong points. And now the third parties gleefully play uh, program their stuff for PlayStation and Microsoft because they yeah. play well with others. Well, right. they're more friendly to third-party developers, especially right. yeah. Sony.
1: Yes, yes. They'll let anyone in. It's great.
0: Well, almost, yeah. But also, like, if you look at online connectivity, Sony really shows that it is very willing to play with others, in that a game like Final Fantasy 14, you have PC players and PS4 players on the same servers playing with each other. And it works. Um, they could do that with the Xbox One for Microsoft, but, but Microsoft has too many rules, and they would want everyone to be on Microsoft-only servers. And uh, Square Enix is not willing to do that. They're like, no, everyone's on the same servers. And Microsoft's like, no, that's against our rules. And so they don't get the game. And that's happening with a lot of games where they're trying to get PC players and console players to share the servers, and Microsoft just will not do it. Because of the way they have to vet software, they say. Well, Sony will do it. And the community benefits from it. Uh, And part of that, I think, is even games that are console-only, there's been developers who said, like with certain games, have said that they could program it so the Xbox One and PlayStation could be on the same servers, but Microsoft will not let them. So, in one way, they play well with th- Microsoft plays well with third-party developers. In another way, when it comes to online connectivity, they're real jerks. All right. Exactly why? I don't know. That's a corporate decision. Hmm. Uh, maybe it feels it locks people into their hardware, but really, to me, it seems like it chases people away. You know, if if you like, you know, the Xbox more than the PlayStation, maybe you think you just don't like Sony for some reason, which happens. The idea that, well, my friends on Sony can do all this other stuff and I can't hurts you, you know? No one's going to say, well, at least I'm protected from those other servers because I'm going to be with all Microsoft people, so I know we're all on the same hardware. Well, that's bull. You know what? You're playing in a smaller community. You're gonna have less people to play with. So, that's just how it is. That's a lot of console talk this this uh this time. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. It's all right.
1: Well, Well, I don't have anything else. What do you got?
0: That was it. That was my big thing. All
1: right. Rock and roll.
0: Well, I guess that this will just about wrap us up this week. Right. That was that was a good time. It was. <laughs> uh, is there any final words of wisdom? Any final thoughts you have? Final thoughts? Well, let's see here. Uh, I'm hmm. still enraged by bills in the show. Okay, we're
1: not going to get into that because that'll be another 30 minutes. But I, I will say to all of our viewers, uh, hope you enjoyed all of this ranting and raving and, and, and uh, knowledge building from tabletop games to comics to uh, internet streaming console games i ho- console games i hope you enjoyed it all and please please look back at our other episodes they 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 are no they're not as good they're just as good just as good as this yes if you like this they're just as good i swear go back and go back and look at that
0: and if you didn't uh, like it they're better
1: yes if you didn't like it they're better no <laughs> Uh, uh, check out our deep back bench of uh, of, of, of gameplay content on our webpage Uh, wait wait. (laughs) as your worm uh, says do a special stream for ghost in the shell you know what next week Garthon is going to do a special RNG for ghost in the shell it's going to be all ghost in the shell all ghost in the shell all in time I have said it on the internet it's true
0: anything on the internet is true
1: exactly so that's what's going to happen uh, check that out next week, definitely. Uh, check out all of our Backbench on our YouTube page and our, on our webpage or at Uh Lots, lots of content in both places. Check it out. You're going to love it. Thanks for,
0: well, being here. That was kind of long. Well, as always, everyone, thank you very much. Thank you, Ethan dog for being here with me this week. We hope you enjoyed Glad our to time together. Uh, if you have any construction content suggestions, you can drop this for uh, them at Legion of Myth on the internet. It'd be hard to do us now on the internet, but the way things are nowadays. But, Legion of on our website, Legion of Myth.com, Facebook.com, so you YouTube.com, Legion of Myth. Twitter at Legion of Myth. Twitch.TV slash Legion of Myth. Check out those streams, baby. Check out our podcast. Get the audio version of this on iTunes. If you do so, please drop us a review. Five-star reviews help us out. Let everyone know how wonderful we are. Uh, also, check out fit, Stitcher, TuneIn, Webcast. Fun times. Uh, listen to us while taking those long drives down the coast. As you hold your honey with you, you can share your love with each other. If you want to support some gear, go to shop. slash Houston Myth. And if you want to support us directly, and why you? You can always check us out at frateman.com slash Houston Remember, you can always like, to subscribe to this podcast, this live stream. Let you friends know about it. Try to for our subscribers just for our own egos and then be a little better about the universe in general. Who loves you, baby? So, as always, wrapping it up, we got our favorite expression. You have one life. Live it well. Live it dirty. And have a great journal and all.